0: Welcome to episode 218 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty, and with me, as always, are evil Ian Sharpley. Hello! And Matt Mayhem Casal. Hello. It is October 16th, week three of McSauce October 2017, and tonight we're going to bring you a podcast full of spooky, scary music. Music from movies, television shows, maybe even commercials that give us the creepy crawlies I'm excited in these to chilly see. October nights.
1: I, I want to see if either one of you pulled a commercial, a haunted commercial. I'll spoil
0: it right now. I did not.
1: No. Okay.
0: Ooh, Geico. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the pressure's on me. Could Flo just be counted as being creepy in general?
1: Uh, don't no, a lot Flo's of people? progressive. Flo's yeah, progressive. she's progressive. Don't a lot of people think that flow's sexy? I, no, I, do they? I thought maybe ten years ago, whenever she was first on the scene. No, I think I never a lot of people were Flo into flow was sexy.
0: It, but... Nation was flow sexy. Let Put us know. There. Let us know. Before we get into spooky sounds, we're going to talk housekeeping with Ian Sharply.
2: Mcsauce.com, dot dot,
1: dot com. <laughs> the home of our web comic, our podcasts, our reviews of comic books. Check uh, check everything out at mcsauce.com. You can also go to the Facebook page and join in the conversation. Just type in MCSOSS on Facebook; it'll whisk you over to uh, the McSauce page. Uh. The Instagram page, also McSauce, and the YouTube page where we have uh, some breakdowns of TV. We also watched the Last Jedi trailer and had some instant reaction to said trailer. So go to YouTube and type in MCSOSS and you can check us out watching television. And, and uh,
0: commenting on television, yeah, and commenting on A little television. sports talk, a little uni talk in there.
1: You can watch me blink probably a thousand times in <laughs> two minutes. That's that was my big takeaway.
3: Really, I didn't notice you blinking.
0: I, watch no, it again. I'm gonna son. go watch it again. <laughs> yep. We may watch it right now and then come back to this podcast. <laughs>
3: if anybody, if anybody can write in. With a blink count for Ian <laughs> Sharply, maybe we'll send a, a special mixos care package your way.
1: Yeah, at this point, uh, people have watched it 348 times, so hey, that's I'm, sure not there bad. Are, I'm sure there are fans out there that like that is uh, approaching our second biggest total, which was the Force Awakens trailer reaction. Someone out there is a,
0: 710 times. Someone out there has a blinking fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's just beating it up every time you blink. <laughs> oh
1: man, it's gonna be raw. <laughs> that's that's all I got. That's all you got. That's all I got.
0: Why don't we get into some some creepy, crawly music, some uh, murder murderous music, Matt? Uh, you're a music guy. You're the we're well, the the movie score guy, yeah. You're into sounds. Yeah, you're you're and audio. more the music guy than me, Paul. <clears throat> I don't know. I was uh, I had a hard time with this. I was thinking about it earlier today, and for as much as as much as I love music and playing music, right, I don't register it the way you do. Like you really, musics want to like. The bigger things that you take away from uh movies or television absolutely I'm sure if comic books had music, that would be one of the big the big takeaways but it's such a as much as I like music, music in things for me is such it's very tertiary mm-hmm. it has to really stand out for me to be like oh yeah i remember i i uh remember that happening so while I expect a lot of uh scary sound deep cuts from you tonight. The deepest. I, was like, of I don't cuts. know, man.
1: Long knives. Yeah, I mean, just running mm-hmm. deep.
3: Uh, music can really affect the overall vibe of a movie. It, it's so, I mean, the more iconic the score, I think the more it, it defines the movie. You know, I was um, listening to the Batman soundtrack this past week, and Danny Elfman just crushed it on that soundtrack. It's so. Powerful and iconic, and I can't help but compare it to modern scores. You know, it it it's funny because I used to think of that as a modern score, and it's not, not anymore. It's it's almost like the music was another character or another setting or something in the movie. It was that important. Now it's just um, it creates ambiance and and. Just kind of sets a
0: tone. See, that's where I I begin to doubt the whole thing because I feel the same way about something like Danny Elfman's Batman. Mm-hmm. And why am I not getting the same kind of quality in my movie scores today? Well, and then I'm like, well, you know, that was during when I was a kid and during my formative years, and like that's gonna hold a a particular place in my brain that you know the Iron Man theme isn't going to and there's certain things that stand out to me Um the flight theme from Man of Steel right. I really like and that's something really modern mm-hmm. but um, you know and there's a, a couple a couple themes from uh, Lord of the Rings you know really stand out the current Wonder Woman theme just because well, it's so it's to, so brazen compared to, back, to everything right. else. Yeah. Let's back
3: up for just a <clears throat> second. Lord of the Rings stands out because Lord of the Rings is done in that classic John Williams style. I mean, it was very much intended to be like that. Characters have their own themes, which is not a thing, really, that that exists much in modern movies. I know Wonder Woman has her own theme, but, I mean, think about Batman v Superman. Did Batman have a theme in that movie? Uh, Not that I could really remember right there's nothing wrong with being able to hum a character's theme I, I feel like the, it's kind of like uncool to be able to do that by today's standards for some reason kind of like you know I like heavy metal and I feel like a lot of younger metal fans if they can understand the lyricist or if they're singing
4: mm-hmm.
3: it's uncool uh, you know it has to like Lack melody and be all growly and stuff for certain people to like it, and and I don't understand that. I guess we're just getting
0: old. Yeah, and like I don't think it's a uh, like I would love to the kids that are you know eight ten years old now really into the, into this Marvel stuff. Like I want to know where they're going to be at in thirty years if you know some theme from Ragnarok like really. Like it's just like in their heart and soul, like Luke's theme is, in ours or you know John Williams, Christopher Reeve Superman theme. Um, but I so like a, like a, part of me just wonders if is it all nostalgia that stuff no, today isn't as good, no. or if it really just isn't as good. Isn't so Matt? This... You're such you're so nostalgia heavy that I can't take your 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 confident no over there as. Positive fact on the it is positive fact. The the th- the well, thing that'll is that'll do it.
3: Here's the difference: younger audiences don't care about that. They were never like the movies that they grew up with didn't have those things, so it just doesn't matter. The movies we grew up with did have those things, and it does matter, and that's why we <laughs> notice it not being present anymore.
0: Yeah, but the the composers that are making today's music grew up with what we had, so don't. Shouldn't they be carrying well, on that legacy? Part of it is the fact that movies are made
3: faster now. So uh, the movie is is being edited all the way up until the eleventh hour because everything is done digitally. Like back when Batman was made, it was done on real reel reels and everything, and um, they had a lot more time to actually uh, come up with the score because. Um, the movie wasn't finished and then put in theaters uh, a week later. I mean, these movies are literally edited until the month that they release sometimes. So the movies don't have the music written and tailored exactly to what's happening on the screen. It's just kind of, eh, you know, do something kind of like this and then they write something that they could chop up and edit and kind of put into the movie just so that way it helps create a certain tone, whether they need fast music for action or something a little bit more tense, you know, for like a more of a thriller type moment or something. Um, They're just not made like they used to be. The really cool thing, the, uh, the last Jedi, uh, John Williams was writing the music on that. um, I want to say it was back in early spring. He started the, to score it, which mm-hmm. is unheard of, even some of the other Star Wars, the more recent ones, didn't have that amount of time. So another good example is the latest Star Wars, the um, Rogue One. Uh, Michael Giacchino had like three weeks to write that score, and I think, I think you can tell. I don't think that it's a particularly strong score. It's not bad, but it, I mean for a Star Wars score we've grown accustomed to having a certain expectation and when I mean some of the characters do have their own individual themes but it doesn't have that that instantly iconic recognizable hook that John Williams movies especially Star Wars has speaking of hooks Paul Matt. are there any scary movie song or scary songs that have a hook that just kind of make you not forget about them
0: Yeah uh I'm not going to start with a song though Okay and um it is it is uh, uh, audio 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 audible audible
1: I didn't know where you're going. To, I thought you were saying October. I'm like, "Yep, it is October." <laughs> and then and then you were like, "Oh yeah." And I was like, it, o- autumn? O- is this autumn. a combination of October and autumn?" Because Audible is
0: not is the ability to hear yeah. also a um, great anyhow. way to download it's and listen for, to books. It's for, it's for your ears. Okay, for your ears. You hear it. All right. Um and it's the the old uh A camera-winding noise that was made popular in the Jessica Biel Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. I don't remember any music from that movie, but I certainly remember that noise.
3: Yeah, that's a really good one. Although, Paul, I don't know if you know this, that sound effect was from the original. Was it? Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, I rented the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Thinking that I had rented the Jessica Beale one And uh, it took me a minute to realize Wow, hmm, this is the, uh, the original But in the Funny, original Funny, because
0: I did, I did the opposite Oh, really? I was trying to find the original last week And I just kept coming across the Jessica Beale one
3: Yeah, if you watch the opening credit sequence um, the, the camera flash noise yeah. sound effects are in there That's a, that, I like that That's a nice little uh, fun way to kick off the, the music
0: Really creepy. I think it's Scary still music creepy. Podcast. Even though it was the, <clears throat> the few years after that, after the remake, it kept popping up in different places. Uh, still kind of creepy to me. Like uh, I think if I was alone here and I heard that noise, even though I'd be like, "Oh man, that's really great audio quality for like someone creeping up on me," I'd still be pretty pretty creeped out
3: man sounds can really uh create such a a great ambiance and atmosphere especially when it comes to like being scared you know because like it it, a lot of the times the sound effects not maybe a camera flash but like you know hearing something on the other side of the the door uh or outside a hook
1: a machete right it
3: creates uh it creates a scenario in your mind
1: it's only if it's a you know Colombian material. Yeah.
4: <clears throat>
3: but the the images that are created in your imagination can be way more terrifying than you know what a movie might be able to show you, so it makes things more scary or tense. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, more artistic,
1: right, Ian? Right. Are there any other uh, sound effects or anything like that? Audal? It's like... gotta be auto. I think, I feel like you're making up a word. I might <laughs> be.
0: I might be. Talk amongst yourselves.
1: So yeah, uh, um, another
3: another really good um, sound sequence in a scary movie, there's a movie called um, Joyride mm-hmm. with uh, the late Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn's still alive, but Paul Walker sadly isn't. Um, there's a sequence in that movie where the two of their they play brothers and they're in a hotel room and they had played a prank on the guy in the adjoining room. And, um, as soon as Paul's done playing his videos over there, all I want we...
0: is the goddamn Merriam Webster fucking dictionary, but it keeps up bringing up keeps bringing up all this bullshit.
3: So, um, in the sequence, they play this trick on this guy and then they hear some commotion in the in the room next door and you know the room is quiet that they're in there they have their ears up against the wall and you're trying to hear what's going on i mean it's not the scariest thing but it's such a suspenseful and effective uh sequence it's probably my favorite part in that whole movie uh do you Joy, know what i'm talking Joyride. about right um, yeah
1: i don't think i saw that one um, and it's th-
3: really good it's one yeah. of my favorite it, I have a hard time calling it a horror movie, but I don't know what it would be. Maybe like a thriller. A thriller.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, may, maybe a horror movie, but it's it's relatively light in the overall horror movie thing. It's got a lot of good humor mm-hmm. to it. Steve Zahn brings brings the funny, Paul, as
1: are he you, always does. Um, Is this a Zahn house? Do we are we big Zahn Zahnites? I've yeah,
0: never th- been disappointed by Steve Zahn.
3: Yeah, I think he's yeah. he's pretty reliable. The reliable Steve Zahn, as he's known in other Hollywood circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the
0: like... word I'm looking for is audio, audio, or oral, a u, but not but not audio not, not
1: That combination of audible October and autumn that you were using, <laughs> <laughs> jamming together.
0: We are. We could put together a quality mixos lexicon by this point. We have made up a lot of fucking words and phrases. Yeah, we have, I, I'm I wish waiting. For the, the last fans 218 would, episodes. Mix-Sus I wish the fans auditors. would die. <laughs> yeah, the auditors. I mean, theater justice <laughs> goes in the lexicon. I wish
1: that we had somebody to dive back into the I picture, archives at mcsaucepodcast.libson.com.
3: Like, 17th and, century like <clears throat> sketchy looking um, hand-drawn illustrations to go with our lexicon. So like, yeah, I picture yeah. that sketch of the yeah like on parchment, yeah, like yeah, that dore yeah. style, where there's the guillotine in a movie theater with like a head on the ground
0: next to it, <laughs> Dominic's hand drawing all this on parchment in a room full
1: of candles <laughs> in some the, the, get the work, buddy, some mixos monastery somewhere <laughs>
0: Mix, uh yeah. can, i I think um I would also like to include the. Friday the Thirteenth, uh, noise. Yeah, I don't want to do it because I'll sound. I, I will sound silly and embarrassed doing is it. Is that you know the, what I'm talking is about?
3: Is that the um that
0: that's the theme song though? I mean, I it's realize a theme it, song. It's not a. It's not music. The, it's noise.
3: Yeah, I know, but it is the theme. While you, you have to while do it all so music that, is
0: noise, not all noise. I is don't music. know
1: what you're talking about. You're gonna have to do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Now does
0: that I th- I would That say... was really fast. That was like the techno version. That was,
1: was like the ed- rave. Was that that was that right? version. Yeah, that no it was right I'm getting it was re- the EDM. I'm version. getting ready to be sprayed with suds.
3: Sl- do they do it slower than that?
1: Jason on mall? I don't think
3: it's I think I did it
0: right. <laughs> I don't um, think you did. Can we they- get uh can we can we hear it?
3: You want me to cue it up?
0: Yeah, let's sure. let's cue it up. Let's, let's start our uh, what? audio process ten, for tonight's episode. Well, that's
3: not how I was going to edit this episode. I was going to edit it for real. Would you like... Do you want to listen to it with the listeners, or do you want me to just...
0: I'd like to later? listen to it with the listeners, because right. I think there's a lot of stuff that I'm not going to know that you guys are going to pick. All right, let's... And there's let's definitely a couple I have that you're, you guys aren't going to know.
3: Just keep talking. I'll find it.
0: Uh, I um, it doesn't. Does that pre- count as Jason's theme
1: song? I yeah, I feel yeah, like,
0: it, I feel like it, be, it does. Right? You feel like it does or does it? Because I feel like the prequels are bad, but that doesn't mean that they are. Oh my God. What? You see what I'm saying Every, here?
1: Everybody associates that with Jason, so right? I guess it is. Right? Yeah. Does Freddy have any kind of? Um, music or... Just, here, here just it is. zingers. Here it is. Here's Yet the... Bitch is kind of his Here's theme Here's the Friday music. the
3: 13th theme song. Please don't be a to... I
0: thought that was Psycho. Psycho is... Actually, I thought this was last uh, podcast on the left.
3: I did do it too fast. Okay, enough of that.
0: So, I thought we were doing this like the theme song episode.
3: Yeah, we we are, but I just wanted to do the ch-ch-ha-ha. I didn't think that... That all that music was gonna play.
1: So. I didn't either. I was like, there's a lot of horns to Jason's jam here. <laughs>
3: it's very symphonic. John yeah. Williams wrote it. Yeah,
0: Paul, we're gonna do that. That's rest. a pretty good one.
3: It actually I, I is really
0: good. Yeah, um I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. Recently. I heard that. Um, but I didn't know it was Friday the thirteenth. Um, <laughs> uh, so okay, so Jason has his own He's got
1: a legit theme. Very orchestral theme. theme. Yeah. Friday the 13th has <laughs> a real theme. Leatherface Not just has... Matt's a techno sa- breathing jam. Leatherface has a sound associated with him.
0: Does... Michael does? Myers...
1: Uh, well, yeah, he has... A...
0: Right? <laughs> God, I wish... I wish that could be the episode title. <laughs>
4: What,
1: what was that that you did? I don't that know. was the uh, it was yeah, it was the it ca- was the camera. It was the camera. Thing. Thing. Was the camera you, but oh, oh, I
3: didn't. But know
1: how dare play it? Play it for the audience. Yeah, and let's. I let's, I let's dare you. I dare you to see the difference.
3: Okay, here. Okay, let let me pull that up. Here we go.
0: I didn't realize how much that freaked me out. Like, I think if I was woken up by that in the middle of the night, <laughs> I would shit right in the bed.
1: <laughs>
0: that's fucking creepy.
1: Like, you wouldn't start or anything. You would just, like, open one eye and go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, I think I would... It would be one of those, like, dream cold sweats, sit up straight, and shit yourself.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's creepy.
0: Um. Yeah, the... The the that Friday the Thirteenth theme, like it's it's good. I I dig it. Not necessarily creepy. Do you guys uh, you guys have something? No, you I think offer it was up?
3: relatively creepy. It's creepy. Just the ch- ch-
1: all by well, that's itself. Too fast.
3: It's, just, it's didn't you just hear it? It's slower.
1: Did I do fast? I, <sighs> now it's way slow. Now you're oh, doing
3: the, oh oh. No, there's no pleasing. Now you're doing there, like again.
1: the acoustic soft soft version of it. Um so okay. The James Blunt version. That's my favorite. <laughs> <It's> Sensitive Jason. <laughs> um But Freddy doesn't have anything, right? Uh no, he does. Are you
3: kidding? Does he? Oh. Yeah, you ready? What's I can the- play that for you.
1: Play it for the fans.
3: I'll play it for the fans and for you. Here it is.
1: Okay, see, Matt, you got it Yeah, I, I completely forgot about it. it It's sort of, it's double it, it it has layers to it Because it's like the One, two, Freddy's coming for you Kind of like before yeah. And then it breaks into the actual Yeah, there's uh, a lot theme. of intro Yeah, to that, that particular
0: song. melody toward the end uh, I'm embarrassed That I forgot about that
1: Yeah, I, I I completely spaced on it But once we hit it I I remembered it pretty well. So yeah, Freddy's Freddy's got some good stuff. Um now I mean, how much does that
3: song affect those movies, particularly the first one or two when they weren't as comical as they became? Yeah. Um how much does that music add to that movie being a scary movie?
1: Oh, absolutely it does create the the atmosphere of the Atmosphere.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Freddie would be proud. That's going to do it for Ian's time on the McSauce podcast. <laughs> so who doesn't have a theme song? Uh,
1: Pinhead doesn't have any. Do, do, I can't do the Hellraiser. think. I can't think. theme of song
0: what? is the sound of your flesh ripping from your body. <laughs> I, I mean, like a more modern horror movie like
3: Saw mm-hmm. or um, Paranormal Activity. I, I can't think of specific themes for them. Mm-hmm uh listeners you're probably gonna let us have it for not knowing these things i know the more classic ones you know a lot of the classic slashers uh jason freddy and michael myers those are the the big three that that leap to mind for me yeah yeah
1: leatherface coming off the bench for you
3: yeah uh just with his sound effect just with his yeah, camera
1: his camera that he never uses in the movies. Leatherface
3: may as well run with the fucking camera and chase people rather than the chainsaw because it's way scarier just taking pictures of them, running after them.
0: If I heard that camera noise in a dark alley in a haunted house, I'd bust through a wall like fucking Kool-Aid man to get out of there. Oh, no. The chainsaw, you're like, okay, I can deal with this, but that fucking camera noise...
3: Uh, just shifting out of movies for just a minute, don't worry listeners, we'll come back to it. Paul, is there a, just a song from an album that that you feel is scary?
0: Yeah, um, it's Putting on the Ritz.
3: Putting on the Ritz. I have to tell you, I am a little unfamiliar. Do you mind if we listen
0: to it? No, let's listen to Putting on the Ritz. Alright, here we go.
5: To go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Puttin' on the Ritz Different types who wear a day coat, pants with the stripes, and put a coat, perfect fits. Puttin' on the Ritz Dressed up like a million-dollar trooper. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks Or umbrellas in their mitts Putting on the wrists Have you seen the well-to-do Up and down Park Avenue On that famous thoroughfare With their noses in the air High hats and arrow collars White spats and lots of dollars Spending every dime for a wonderful time If you're blue and you don't know where to go to Why don't you go where fashion sits putting on the Ritz Different types who wear a day coat, Pants with stripes and cut away coat Perfect fits putting on the Ritz Dress up like a million dollar trooper trying hard to look like gary cooper come let's mix where rockefellas walk with sticks or umbrellas in the midst putting on the
3: so okay so i'm not exactly sure why you think that that's All that frightening. Is that from something that you associate with it that kind of like adds to that fear factor?
1: Was that the soundtrack of your
0: like boyhood molestation or something? No, no, it's not. I don't think it's from any particular horror movie, but every time, every time I hear it, which isn't often, like that song is the song that the killer puts on when he's getting ready to like strip your body of its skin.
1: I thought that was uh what's the name of the uh god damn it from <clears throat> Silence of the Lambs what's Yeah what the, was the song it's like uh Wild Horses or not Wild Horses or some fucking something <clears throat> I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, there's a it's there's the, a the, the penis tuck song.
0: Yeah um <clears throat> no putting on the Ritz is it was just a it was just a song but since Childhood. It's always. It, I think it was released in the early nineties. Uh, Eighty three, according 83? to YouTube. I was wrong by a decade. Uh, yeah. Like it, it's always just been just really creepy and really eerie. There's. It's, it's That's it. That's all I got. It's just it's something that's eerie. personally uh, like it, cre- creeped me out.
3: I didn't think it was that different from kind of the uh, the synthesized sounds of Nightmare on Elm Streets. Soundtrack with the uh, the main melody um it had kind of that that same like keyboard type yeah melody,
0: but and normally I don't find songs with lyrics creepy, the lyrics kind of um humanize everything mm-hmm. a little bit more, but yeah yeah, like this like every every time I've ever heard the song, I'm like, oh, this is the- there's, this is the song I'm going to die to.
3: There is something about those like old um, Disney animation, like with the the skeletons and stuff. Those real old timey yeah. ones that have music that go with it, and it's not meant to like kind of creep you out, but it it really actually does.
1: Putting on the Ritz always reminds me of Young Frankenstein when they get up there and yeah, they're trying yeah, to yeah. sing it, and it's very comedic, so... Ian, do you like... Me, that's that's what I think of, like, when he gets yeah. on there and he's like, Putin under it! Like, that's fucking funny.
3: Wait, what was that again?
1: Because he mumbles it, because he's fucking dead. Do oh, you like
3: that movie, yeah. Young Frankenstein? Yeah, I do. Paul, do you
1: like it? Never saw it. Also, Goodbye Horses, Q Lazarus. That's the penis tuck song from ah. Silence of the Lambs. That's a fucking scary song, and... That's where you get your skin shredded off of you.
3: Should we listen to it if it's a scary one? Absolutely, yeah. Goodbye, horses. Play it. I will. song is really what is scary it's once they get into the main lyrics of the song that's the part that isn't really as affiliated with silence of the lambs it's yeah kind the of song's
1: only scary with the knowledge that you're at the bottom of his torture dungeon right uh, getting the lotion in the basket and all right all that
3: uh but i thought that was great but it also uh made me think of another uh, song. This is an older song, but mm-hmm. it's associated with a movie. Uh, another serial killer, um, you know, that plays a certain song, um, and that would be Little Red Riding Hood, um, which was played during um, uh, like murder sequences in a movie with Bruce Willis that was filmed right here in lovely Pittsburgh, Who? Pennsylvania. Striking distance, Bruce Riris. For our Asian contingent of fans. And uh, so anyway, uh, whenever the killer was going to kill, he would call people Mm -hmm. uh, like their family or whatever, or the police. No, he would call 911. The who? The police.
1: Oh, fuck. No wonder we're not popular in uh, (laughs) In Japan. In Japan. We're not big in Japan.
3: <laughs> um, would you guys like to hear that song? What's, what movie is this from? How do I oh, know uh, this? it's from Striking Distance
1: Oh, is it really from Striking Distance? <laughs> yeah Okay, I, well, was... I mean,
3: the song existed long before Striking Distance But it was made creepy by that movie, I think
1: uh, Ah, I was making I was just teasing
3: Yeah, well here, I'll, I will show you
2: Oh! Who's that I see walking in his woods? Weiss, Little Red Riding Hood Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood You sure are looking good You're everything, a big bad wolf Yo
0: I agree that's a really great use of that song in the, in that movie i think it's a really good song regardless it, like yeah I've always, it is. I've always liked that song it has kind of an ominous tone already mm-hmm. to it yep it's very
1: um, rockabilly <clears throat>
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah i it's it it reminds me of two things it reminds me of um the true blood theme song yes which yeah, that's a good is one. a really good song in its own right also has some some dark undertones and the dexter theme. Yeah. Which isn't creepy, but it just made me think of, you know, songs for serial killers. Yeah. <clears throat> which could be like the next time life uh audio offering. You're really
1: uh, getting some fucking mileage like out of that. that word tonight, aren't you? Now Are that you I sponsor- now that I know the right one, I'm going to s- use it. Sponsored by Audio. <laughs> Not audible. Um, Don't get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're not that We're not popular. That big. We're <laughs> not big in Japan. We're not big on the fucking internet either, <laughs> people. Um <clears throat> my my pick for spooky scary song. I think they there was a commercial. I can't really remember what it was for. It might have been It might have been some like candy during Halloween or something like that, but it, it it creeps me out every time I hear it. I put a spell on you by screaming. Jay Hawkins is fucking for candy. Crazy. So this is our it commercial. Was like
0: a, it was like a Halloween song thing. for tonight.
1: Yeah, it was like a Halloween, but I mean, it's a real song. It's a real legit song. Do we have it? I can play. Yes, we can play it for the fans, but. It was for, I, I, I think it was for candy or something it like that. Play for me, too. Yeah. All
3: right. You ready?
2: I put a spell on you. Because you're mine. You should do <laughs> What's up? On
4: you. oh, yeah.
0: Yes, I don't personally find that creepy, but I, I like it. I like the, uh, it, I think it fits for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, there's something about it. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, Kind of like a love potion number nine kind of thing, where it's like a mystical, magical. Yeah, it's got like some voodoo elements
1: yeah. to it.
3: It kind of reminded me a bit of Oogie Boogie from a An- oh, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas.
1: I bet you any money that Oogie Boogie and or whoever did the voice work probably based it off of old Screaming Jay Hawkins.
3: Maybe, yeah.
0: And that was for the McDonald's Pringle Chips.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean... Re- Those creepy-ass McDonald's yeah. Pringle Chips. I don't have any uh, commercials. I, I got nothing for commercials. But I do have uh, a couple TV shows that I think are worthy uh, of our of our attention. What are they? Well, I'd like to start with the one that we've already talked about recently here on the McSauce Comic Book Podcast... When our dear friend uh, Brian, how do you say his last name? Shipinsky. Shipinsky. You can tell how dear he is of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Brian was on and, and and he came up with his favorite theme song, and it was the Unsolved Mysteries. And I'm sure I wouldn't have thought of this to talk about tonight had he not mentioned it then, but that is a straight-up terrifying soundtrack. It, it generates so much tension in you it, it's you're almost like you know what i'm good i don't need to watch this tonight
1: yeah <clears throat> are we gonna play it for the audience
3: uh if you'd like is that what the fans would like
1: uh, yeah i pulled them i'd and... like to hear it. all right you know. here
3: we go
0: Yeah, I stand by Brian Shepinski that the uh, Unsolved Mysteries theme is really creepy. It's heavy synth. It sounds real 80s, but I, the, way it's, the way it's written, the way it's composed, it works really well. And all of the low-end undertones that support the, the main melody of it are really what brings the creep factor home. For that theme, and listening to that theme reminded me of the "Tales from the Dark Side" intro, which is a creepy intro that was accompanied by creepy visuals. Uh, you guys are looking at me like you don't remember the "Tales from the Dark Side." Yeah, intro. Um, we don't, we don't remember Matt, it. Matt, was you, it you have a movie? To. "Tales from the Dark Side." It was the horror anthology series. It's it ran Tales along. "Tales from the Crypt." No, it ran alongside Tales from the Crypt and Monsters. Mm. Do you remember Monsters? No, but I remember Tales oh from the God. Crypt. Oh, uh, my God. And I was I gonna,
3: that was going to be my other show that has the great theme song. You don't so why remember don't we do... Tales from
0: the Dark Side? We're going to do... Really? No. Really? You guys don't remember Tales from the Dark no. Side? Oh, no, you're in no. for a treat. we got to watch the whole... we got to watch it, too. Like, watch the episode? No, we got to just watch the intro. It's okay, we can up. do that. Do you
3: want to come in with... Uh... Sorry, jump the gun. Do you want to come in with... Um... We'll do "Tales from the Dark Side" and.
0: What, we're not recording right
3: now. No, we're recording. Do we can we can play "Tales from the Dark Side" and "Tales from the Crypt."
0: Yeah, we'll do dark. We'll do both tales, double tales, and then we'll come back in. That's two tales from. And the then price. we're gonna
1: end it with tailspin. Ooh. That's dust tails, <laughs> fuckface. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking tails smells. Tales for the listening fans. We watched Tales from the Dark Side. We watched Tales from the Crypt. And you, the listeners, listened to both of those. And I am shocked that neither of you watched Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, I feel like you were on some
1: other shit back in the day, man. I don't know what you were watching, but yeah, I don't... Yeah, you missed
0: out on so
3: many like horror movies, but yet you're familiar with these shows that I'm completely oblivious to, but uh, that was a pretty strong intro and the, the really overdone voiceover really adds to it. I love the, it has such an old school vibe, even older than, what was that, the 90s?
1: It looked like the nineties. It, it looked very it, it reminiscent of Twin Peaks. I'm wondering if that came after Twin Peaks.
0: It felt like it was way before that. Uh, the pilot was 1983. Uh, okay, okay, that's Holy like it shit. ran from 83 to 88.
1: Oh man, yeah, no, there's no way that I was watching that back whenever I was uh, three years
0: old. Yeah, so. my my mother didn't give a shit. <laughs> we were watching <laughs> creepy shit from from the fucking jump.
3: Now, Tales from the Crypt, on the others, on the other hand, had the music was a lot more light uh, I thought, whenever I suggested it, that it actually
0: had kind of a creepiness to it, but it really doesn't. It's it, it does until the theme song gets into the house, yeah, and then the like the main melody starts, and um, it it sounds very Disney,
3: almost. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like fake scary, mm-hmm.
0: like one of the old like, like the old Disney songs scary. you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like how
1: candy corn is frightening. Is is it that <sighs> kind of fucking way? Candy. Yes.
3: Now, um one other TV show theme song that I feel has a pretty creepy, ominous kind of soundtrack is a show that I never watched very much of, maybe saw three episodes at the most. And that was
1: dun 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 dun. It was the X Files. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty great theme song. Iconic. In yeah, nature.
3: it really is. And I can say that as not really being a fan of the show and, and really ever watching it. Although it was a show where I kind of wished that I had been into it. And maybe one of these days I'll try to go back and get into it. I don't know if it holds up or not.
1: There are too many episodes, I feel, now that too many. it was like it was on for 10 years or something like that, so... I don't know. I I never watched it either. I've watched the movies, and I watched the when it came back for that abbreviated limited series season. Isn't it back again though? Is, I, I they... think they're filming again, but I I don't think it's like a firm thing. Like it's not a they recurring, just kind of do it whenever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it wasn't on last year, but it was on two years ago. So yeah, the X Files does have some pretty pretty spooky haunting. Um, Music. So Does yeah. it?
3: for well, Paul for for you and those like it's spooky.
1: that X Cross is
3: creepy. For you and those that don't remember, it's your lucky day because we're about to play it. After listening to that, I feel like, while yes, it is creepy, maybe not as creepy as I kind of remembered, but it actually has a kind of a catchy melody too with that whistling. Yeah. I haven't heard I haven't heard whistling like that since the wind of change. <laughs> oh. actually, I think it's the winds of change, but whatever, Ian.
1: It yes, may as
0: well be the whistle of change.
1: Yes, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that's iconic, mm-hmm. haunting.
0: I was always down. Yeah, for that. like I, I don't know. Like I associate, I was, I was down with X Files while it was still, like creepy crawlies, and then it took like a hard right into only UFOs and aliens, and I lost, I lost interest. Yeah. So I associate that theme song with aliens, which I don't give a shit about.
3: Yeah, I find the alien stuff to be probably like the main trajectory storyline of that show, from what I understand. Whereas like the one-offs were the creepy crawlies and the unexplained phenomenon that would interest me way more it's kind of like the supernatural series like all the heaven and hell and god stuff was awful well awful's a strong word but relatively and uh the individual all... monster episodes were much much stronger Matt,
0: i'm going to i'm going to um hone the point on your argument thank you the heaven stuff was bad mm-hmm when supernatural was fighting monsters and demons and even lucifer at the in the season 5 finale mm-hmm. the, it was good the proper ending point to that series right. and then they introduced angels and all proper, that shit and proper proper ending
3: point was probably after no further than the 5th season but
1: well the what i mean is the point that the show writers and runners had designed the show to last 5 seasons. Yeah. And then it was, it was too popular. It probably could have
3: ended after the second season when they were dealing with the yellow-eyed demon. Uh I think he that there character was more went room two to two seasons.
1: There were more there was more room there to explore was, but, at that. But
3: point. I I feel like it just was a slow and steady downward trajectory from there.
1: I disagree. I think it was strong up until the point where where defeating Lucifer and then were looking for other. It was still strong. Other villains because to at
0: the slay. end, of, at the end of season five, it's the apocalypse. It, it was a cohesive it's really line. The apocalypse. Yeah, and then so, they're like, like "Well, what's you better get, than the apocalypse? How do you keep high, making mistakes higher than the apocalypse? Yeah. You can't." But they still find a way. Yeah, don't forget because season it, thirteen just started last week. They're on the him,
1: cover of Entertainment Weekly. The Halloween people issue. like it it's still it's still a popular within show within
3: those 5 ep- or 5 seasons don't forget you still had stupid Sam turning evil and all that shit and you had the brothers at odds all the time it yeah it, i stand by that it was on not a, a nosedive downward trajectory slow and steady downward trajectory
0: the season uh the first episode of season 6 one of the greatest intros one of the best first episodes of any season that I've ever watched.
1: Because you you like that every man, uh, just getting along with his life kind of stuff. That's what you are into. No, it's, Dean toils it's, around and just does some yard work.
0: Right. Uh, oh fuck! I, I forget what song is what songs played along with it. But I bet it's not scary. It's it's not scary. It's I, it's um. Who sings like a rock? It's
1: not Bob that. Seger. It's totally, I think not it's a, no. It,
0: I think it's a Bob Seger song. It's it, not it, like yeah, it maybe, um, but it it's against the wind. It's it's <laughs> uh, it's it's Dean doing like like fixing the truck and doing yard work and doing housework.
4: That's Cut the show that Paul wants to watch. Him
0: killing demons and fighting along with Sam and killing monsters, and it's so fucking heartfelt that. Dean is, he's just getting by. He's hanging on by his wit's end in this boring mundane life when he knows he's made for more. There's more out there for him. I remember that. That was good, good,
3: although the best use of music in that show was at the end of the episode after the heist when they became fugitives and they played against no sound effects at all. They played Renegade, and it was actually really, really cool. When they were finally, like, officially
0: on the run
3: from authorities.
0: Um, that reminds me of another, uh, theme. It, it, it's not even really a theme, because they don't use it like I wanted them to use it. It's from Fear the Walking Dead. Ian, <clears throat> were you going to say something? Uh, season, season six, episode one, uh,
1: Bob Seger, beautiful loser.
0: Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Fear the Walking Dead. So The Walking Dead has its own theme. Walking Dead theme plays every episode. It's your basic Walking Dead theme. But Fear the Walking Dead didn't really have a theme. It just had like a kind of a stinger. And they don't I don't think they've used it the last two seasons. They used it a couple times in season one and it was really creepy. It it was more along the lines of the the camera noise from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. So what Fear the Walking Dead does is they sort of have a cold open. They set up where the episode's going and then they cut to the title card. Mhm. And the title card is where this music where where this music shows up. And the title card music takes a cue from where the cold open comes from. Yeah. And early on in the series, they had this just really creepy. It it hit heavy chords, like heavy heavy bass right out of the gate, and it worked really well with the Fear of the Walking Dead, you know, title and the logo. Just um, you know, kind of de- de- degenerating and zombifying itself. They don't use it nearly as much as as they should, but I really liked it. I thought it was really creepy. And really effective, Matt. I hope we can find it.
3: Well, let's see if we can play it.
1: A zombie rific stuff, don't you think?
3: Uh, yeah, it was okay. I, I'm surprised that made the cut here tonight. Tonight is the best of the best, maybe because I haven't seen that show. I didn't exactly rate it particularly high.
1: I think we're kind of just feeling our way out as we go through it works our lists.
0: i I like it for the jump scare that the music gives has you know those hard hitting notes at the very beginning you know gets you you know wakes you up if you're on your phone when you're watching the show. Yeah. Put your phone down. You never know who's going to get turned into a zombie. I like it. I don't think they use it nearly enough. The intro of that show gets pretty soft at times, but I I always thought that one was really strong.
1: Mm. Matt, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? um, Leaving leaving the world of TV
3: shows and back into movies for a little bit. um, An underrated uh, scary soundtrack, and the reason why it's... uh, so cool is the fact that it's I think it's just violin and that is the psycho soundtrack. It's just this relentless uh screeching violin that that just keeps going and going. It's so fast and um and just <laughs> doesn't just doesn't let up. And um I always felt like whenever you can take something kind of ordinary and make it creepy that's mm-hmm. when it's particularly effective. And I don't even know specifically why this music is as creepy as it is, because I'm thinking the opening title sequence in the movie Psycho. And you guys have seen Psycho, right? Correct. And the the opening sequence is just like lines kind of like shooting across the screen over the credits. And mm-hmm. um yet... Even though that's all it is, and we haven't gotten into anything particularly scary, man, that music is kind of scary. Want to listen to it?
1: Play it, DJ Casal.
0: Psycho theme, which I I really like. I forgot about the, um, uh, you know, the melody after the heavier string intro, and then the, re re the classic Psycho noise, the, the shower flash scene to, murder to right for right, Psycho right. for you know mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacres, you know, Photo Killer, <laughs> um, and yeah, Matt, you were saying that the you know the strings like that are also are always really creepy and it reminded me of the um some of the music from it that came out a couple uh, a month ago
3: September 9th
0: right yeah uh i can't think of I, I can't get it in my head right now but some of the the music in the trailer mm-hmm. was like just kind of off off key string arrangement and it was eerie and creepy and yeah. I didn't like it. But yeah, it's Psycho like, it some pretty good stuff.
3: Um so I've got I've got one other movie that I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't mention. Um and maybe maybe it's not as scary because it's so overplayed and iconic, but the Jaws Soundtrack uh, is, I think, a legitimately scary, foreboding theme song.
1: Well, let's let the fans decide.
3: I stand by the fact that Jaws is one of the top 5 soundtracks of all time. You know, oddly enough, they are all John Williams soundtracks probably. Fanboy but, much? Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: Circling but, back hmm. to our uh nostalgia talk of earlier this episode. I, am I, is it I, true or is give it me just that nostalgia? Old shit. Just give it to me now. Who knows? We need to get we need to get a 15-year-old on this show to give us their opinion on music. A 15-year-old will be like... Music and movies.
3: There's music in movies?
0: I don't know. Or or they'll, I they'll say... I think, it's, you'll say, I think What's it might be-? just be different.
3: No, it's not. You'll say to this 15-year-old, what is the best soundtrack? Guardians of the Galaxy? And then you kick them in the face and throw them out the door. We need uh, f- no, I don't even We need a
1: 15-year-old and a 60-year-old, and then we'll average the oh, fucking... Oh, yeah, you're right. We'll you're average right. it out, you know?
3: I mean, look... Yeah, John Williams, because you can hum it, everybody knows it, it's it's so good.
1: It's pretty good. Um, anybody
3: have any other closing songs?
1: I have uh, one last clo- closing song. Um, we're going to take it back to TV, we're going to take it back to the black and white era. Ooh, Uh,
0: I like it. I think I know where you're going. Yep. My three sons. (laughs) I dream of Gene.
1: Was that in black and white? (laughs) Leave it to Beaver. I think the
0: first couple seasons were black and white.
1: Uh, Back whenever I was a young lad, my family used to gather around at night on Saturdays. I think we would do this. And my dad was part of the Twilight Zone Club. Mm. And he used to get the... There was a club because he was sent... The VHS tapes every month and we would sit down and when he got his new the new VHS tape, we would sit down and watch eh, I guess it was probably an hour of the Twilight Zone together.
0: I've never ever heard of a Club that mailed VHS tapes. It was the
1: nineties. I mean, do you do you doubt that I can oh. go over to the Sharply residence? And, oh no, I and, don't. Uh, I don't think gather up the VHS tapes. I don't think
0: you're making this up. I think this is one hundred percent a real thing that I never experienced. It's, it's much like the. It's Stephen like King book club it's like, that you
1: are. It's a like member Netflix.
0: Of. Well, yeah, 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 early this, Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you're you're a Stephen Club or Stephen, Stephen King, King book club. club, club yeah, book I just member, got right? I just got Sleeping Beauties a week ago. That sounds like a fucking lawsuit, but
0: uh, it's like a Handmaiden's Tale kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's VHS. the same. F- Actually, it's more like Why the Last Man, but flipped.
1: Hmm. It is. Uh, it's a, it the same principle. Same yeah. principle as yeah. Netflix. You get a, you get a VHS, VHS and it, tape they off. all came in these really nice. Um, you know, big bulky The big plastic ones kind of No, they weren't plastic. They were they're they're in this real nice um like kind of covering that flipped out and it had uh on the interior of the uh case it had um uh like a photograph of the couple episodes and a brief description of what happened and um it was always really cool because it was one of the things that my family got together and did all we all sat down and watched together and we we still can reference episodes. Can you still hum the theme song? I sure can, but uh, not as well as the dying cat sound effect from <laughs> uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: So why don't we play the... I don't t- even think it's a dying cat. I think it's just a, cat? a malevolent just cat. Malevolent cat. It's just yeah. a mean cat.
1: Well, you're a resident cat expert, so why don't we go... Why don't we, why don't we throw it back to the uh, 50s and 60s and check out some Twilight Zone... Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: some serious 60s business yeah beatnik bongos baby i i've heard the twilight zone theme song a ton of times but i could not separate it from original series star trek fight music (laughs) and i think it's because and it's because of those bongos and everything Like the Gorn was going to come out and punch somebody in the face? We listened to the version without Rod Serling's voiceover. We listened to the version with Rod Serling's voiceover. And the version without, infinitely better. Uh, Despite my Tales from the Dark Side hype earlier, I maintain uh, songs are creepier without words or lyrics. Interesting. I think that the Tales from
1: the Dark Side was way like over. It, uh, he he overemphasized everything.
0: Yeah, it was it was very Vincent Price thriller.
1: Yeah, Rod Rod Serling just kind of told you how it was as he it Out a bare bones. Carton of heaters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, if, if if we're gonna go out on a on a theme tonight. Uh, you know, Twilight Zone's pretty classic.
3: Oh shit! Then that means I can't say my last one.
0: No, let's do let's it. Let's do it. it.
3: Bring it. It's not a theme; it's a song, but it's kind of not even a song. It's almost like. Talking. Believe it or
0: not, I'm walking on it. <laughs> Are is that Are you? Not it?
3: No. Uh, I I thought of this one earlier today, and I and I played it, and I thought, will this even qualify? Because it it is um.
1: A fart noise.
3: No, it's not a fart noise. It's more like a poem, but it's got like effects and stuff over it. Okay. Uh, Are you guys familiar with Tom Waits? uh, What's he building?
1: Song. I'm familiar with Tom Waits and his Cookie Monster esque musings, but I don't know. I don't know this shot fired.
3: Well, much like many of the bands that I listen to, it does sound like Cookie Monster is is the uh, lead vocalist for them but in this case, no he just sounds like a gruff guy um, so anyway let's let's go out on this one um, and uh, see what you guys think
6: What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? He has subscriptions to those magazines. He never waves when he goes by. He's hiding something from the rest of us. He's all to himself. I think I know why. He took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. He has no children of his own, you see. He has no dog has no friends, and his lawn is dying, what about all those packages he sends, what's he building in there, that hook light on the stairs, what's he building in there, I'll tell you one thing, he's not building a playhouse for the children, what's he building in there, and what's that sound from underneath the door? He's pounding nails into a hardwood floor, and I swear to God I heard someone moaning low. And I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw. And you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. There's poison underneath the sink, of course. But there's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee. And he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. But what's he building in there? He has no friends, but he gets a lot of mail. I'll bet he spent a little time in jail. I heard he was up on the roof last night signaling with a flashlight. And what's that tune he's always whistling? What's he building in there? What's he building in there? We have a right to know.
1: Yeah, that was super weird. It was like uh, somebody just sitting around looking at his neighbor doing weird shit, musing. It, very, very, uh, very, very strange, Matt.
3: Yeah, it, it's actually, I'm not a big Tom Waits fan, but I love that song. If that's even what you want to call Is that a song? I, I don't know. I mean, it had some <laughs> instruments going uh, and yeah. it, it rhymed.
1: Uh, I guess it was a rap. Is that your favorite rap, Matt? Yeah,
3: that is my favorite rap. (laughs) Uh, MC
1: Waits? (laughs) Um, Young Waits? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Um, I don't know. Little Waits? Little Waits. So I think that if you listen to it, you actually never hear what the neighbor is doing that's so horrible. It's just some dude that his neighbor is paranoid about and the guy
1: he's just masturbating. That's what I've determined.
3: Right. Like the guy is kind of just doing whatever, but the neighbor is the the scary one. Yeah. If you you actually listen to it,
0: what you don't hear is how much the neighbor's blinking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the neighbor is just like all that song reads like a bunch of Facebook posts to me. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what year that's from, but I think that's the precursor to
5: Facebook.
1: But. Yeah, it it just, I mean, like, it's what our society's It reminds into. me of
0: a really cool short story I read a long time ago. I forget who the author was. I even forget what the name of the story was. So, naturally, <laughs> you know, how great was it? Wow, that's fucking cool, it buddy. Was, it was Where really can f- we find that? <laughs> You're, you can't find it. You can only find it right here. Uh, it was a really cool story about this guy. This guy wakes up on in, like, someone's basement and he's chained up and someone's, like, torturing him. He's cutting off, like, fingers and toes and, like, digging, like, knives into him. And eventually, like, the guy on the table escapes. And it turns out the guy, the guy that you've been pulling for the entire story to get out of this dire situation and escape this killer is... A pedophile who's killed who's Mm. raped and killed like twenty children. And it really like turns the story on its ear at the very end. Mm. And like that's what that reminds me of that and like Matt, you you even kinda said it, you never really know what the subject of the rap poem is about, (laughs) but it's probably the narrator that you need to be worried about. Exactly. It's that
1: level of like paranoia. That yeah. is the most disturbing part, because if you just break down the raw text of what he's saying, you know, anybody could be right. doing any of the things, getting a lot of packages. He has no friends. Well,
3: right. All the bad anybody. thing, all the bad things that he says about him are conjecture. Right. Like, I'll bet he spent time in jail. Well, you don't know that. You know, he gets letters. Right. So. Um, yeah, I really really like that. And Paul, that kind of goes against um, what you were saying earlier. Is how when you throw lyrics to a um, a song, maybe it's different because it's this was not sung, this was spoken. But obviously, the the lyrics to this and the way that they're
0: delivered is creepy.
1: It wasn't spoken. It was spit. He was spitting that hot fire.
0: Yeah, I th- I think the um, like the the style of the style of that definitely takes it out of lyrics making things weird yeah uh so yeah really um yeah really creepy really unsettling i had heard that before i would forgot all about it until you started playing it uh super weird stuff i think that is a great place to end tonight's episode matt you've got some editing to do tonight
3: Ooh. Doing yeoman's work. Mix Sauce Tober carries on.
0: This is our third Mix
3: Sauce Tober episode. There's one more to go.
0: And next week's Mix Sauce Tober is going to be all about you, Mix Sauce fans, Mix Sauce Nation. It's going to be a Halloween Mix Sauce Tober themed dealie Cheely wheelie. You've got one entire week. Or. Four days by the time this episode gets posted.
1: But more than the half a day that (laughs) you usually are afforded (laughs) by us when we're like, oh shit, we can't think of anything. To
0: email us at mcsauce at gmail.com. You have enough time to snail mail us if you knew
1: where we live. Right.
0: To get with us, uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, your main social media arteries if you know us personally, text us. And, and on Twitter now,
1: you don't have to go around and tweet your favorite McSauce member. You can actually tweet the show. You can tweet the entity, McSauce, because we're, we're, the
0: show is now on Twitter. Isn't that right, Paul? McSauce as entity. an entity is live on Twitter, at McSauce, at M-C-S-O-S-S. It's pretty bare bones right now. It just got put together a mere few hours ago. But it is up. You can go there. You can follow us. You will get exclusive mix sauce content on the Twitters. So uh please go follow us there. You can give us your dealy chili wheelie questions there. You can uh tell us what we're doing wrong there and you can tell us what we're doing right there. What uh, what else are we going to do
3: on that final Mix Sauce Tober episode? We're also going to take
0: our annual trip to the murder house. Third annual. Third annual trip to the Ross Township murder house. And we're we may we may walk around it. I would like to.
3: We talked about doing that last year, but if you remember, and as the video. (laughs) It was inclement weather. As the video will prove, it was pouring rain. And uh, assuming it's not raining, none of us
0: own slickers. I'm going to get a yellow one this year.
3: They're yellow, will be better targets for the the man that lives in the murder house to kill us. You know what? What's he building in there? That's what I want to know. We're going to find out. but, But you know what? We're not the paranoid neighbors. We're Well, because we're not his neighbors. But we're not just paranoid. This guy is legit nuts, right? Like, we can we can kind of put that to bed.
1: Yeah, he's pretty I crazy. Yeah, I guess
3: so. But anyway, join us for the next episode. We're going to have a video of it on our YouTube page. And hopefully we'll walk around the house we hopefully we we're brave enough to do it cuz i'll tell you this i will admit this it was not as scary last year as it was the year before that driving around it so i think we need to um to bump up <laughs> the If we keep fear on factor. this
4: trajectory
0: in 2 years we're going to be knocking on his door <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we ought to just drive around it yeah, we'll I'm, ar- I'm already
4: scared <laughs> i already don't want to do this
0: that's gonna do it for us tonight. My name is Paul McGinty and Sharpley. Matt Cassow. We'll see you next time.